Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. This is Friday, December 16th, 2016, and welcome to episode 263 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. It is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, <coughs> excuse me, I'm, of course, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, go ahead and get ready to bring you nothing but two solid hours and nothing but wrestling wrestling, and did I say wrestling? Yes, I believe I did say wrestling. And, of course, here joining me here, uh, <clears throat> uh, joining me here, of course, thus far, the main man himself, the mainstay of the radio network and the CLO of WCWUS. He is, of course, <clears throat> the 2014 WCWUS Hall of Famer. He is, of course, King NWO GTS, Goodrard T. Smith, who, of course, will be bringing us our wrestling, our, some of our wrestling news and views here tonight. Uh, of course, we have not heard from the human suplex machine, John Gross, here yet, so I'll be bringing you the wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight. And then, of course, some big-time wrestling discussion here, of course, leading into Roadblock this Sunday. Uh, then, of course, we'll have a few little wrestling extras here coming your way. Uh, who knows what that might be? Some wrestling trivia, some uh, some re- fancy matchups. Who knows what, what it could be? We never, we never know on the, we never know what we'll do on this show. We'll, we always never know that. But first, let me bring the main man. In. Let's bring the main man in, and the, to of course get us get our blood flowing with the with the two big words here. Of course, the main man GTS. Welcome to number two sixty three on what will be a very dynamic <clears throat> and explosive 
Revolution. Hey, yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, of course, like I said, everything here tonight about what we'll be planning on doing. Uh, and we would love to have you join us here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on some big-time talk here. Of course, there's some stuff that you might not realize and some stuff that uh, you might want to bring to our bring to our attention. And, of course, we'll let us know and all that stuff. We love to hear from you, and, and, all, and, and as J.D. says, in more ways than one. <laughs> I'd still his line there, but I had to do it once in a while. Uh, but of course, there, you got to know how to come on here. You got to know that. And so the main man here, GTS, will fill you in. Will will fill you in on how you can swing by and join us for some big time wrestling talk. GTS, how can they do that? One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. You can talk to us, listen to us, right now. Yes, sir, and I thank you very much, there, sir. And we'll go ahead and dive right on in here to it. Here first off with our wrestling news and views here segment here of the evening, and of course it gets us rocking and rolling here. Is the main man himself, King and WO, GTS, Gerard T. Smith. <coughs> Excuse me. GTS, let's see what's going on here in the wrestling news world today. All right, let's do that. As seen above at WFLA TV, Tampa, Florida, posted video of three suspects stole the package from doorstep of Hall of Famer Hawk Hogan in Clearwater, Florida on Saturday. Can be seen around the 1.30 mark. Clearwater police are asked police to assist them. They recognize the suspects. You can also call Crime Stoppers. WWE has confirmed that serious XM host Sam Roberts will appearing at WWE Roadblock. End of the line kickoff show with Renee Young and others this Sunday. Zack Ryder took to Twitter this afternoon and confirmed that he will be undergoing knee surgery. Ryder Ryder suffered the knee injury in Tuesday's SmackDown battle. As the Hype Bros became number one contenders to SmackDown, 
champions wife family no word yet who the number one contenders will be how long Ryder will be out someone now popping in here and joining us. It is <clears throat> your uh, news, uh, your uh, tag team partner here in King Ice. It is the Iceman himself, uh, J.D. Jared D. Geraldo, 2015 Hall of Famer, and of course part of uh, Raw Radio and all of our other shows here in the radio network. J.D., welcome to 263 A Revolution. Good to be here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> J.D., did you have anything you wish you to report tonight? We have a few things to talk about. First off, total nonstop action last night of deletion uh, went up from 303,000 viewers to 329,000 viewers. So they were up 43.9% from last week's 0.07 demo rating, as the rating was the highest since the 0.10 back of September 9, though the viewership is still slightly below the 338,000 from two weeks ago. Meanwhile, Sting, however, has made a comment saying, however, that fighting The Undertaker is still possibly in the cards and is a dream match waiting to happen. Recently, he appeared on the Talking Cowboys radio show for a new interview, however, and he had a chance to make these comments. You know what? I've always wanted that Undertaker match. I think wrestling fans realize it's a dream match for them. It's a dream match for me, too, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Also, however, Sammy Sane says he doesn't think his... uh, Rivalry with Kevin Owens is over yet by any means necessary. We'll talk about why in just a second. We also understand that Mick Foley will be taking the rest of the month off, however, from television. And also, this Tuesday on SmackDown, actor Ryan Felipe, best known for his roles in movies like, uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. Um, um, the one with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, Cruel Intentions, that's it. He will be the very special guest, however, on SmackDown Live from Detroit Rock City. Now, this is what he said about his feud with Kevin Owens, referring to Sammy as he spoke with Ratut Music, however, R-A-U-T-E-M-U-S-I-K, for a new interview. On his feud with Owens, here's what he said. Here's the thing. The one thing I've learned about my showdown with Kevin Owens over the past year is to never say it's over, because every time I think it's over, it's not. So it's over now, and we've closed that chapter. There have been many chapters to our showdown, but that's done for now. Do I think eventually we'll cross paths again? Yes, 
There's almost no question about it. I'll be in the WWE hopefully for years to come, and so will he inevitably, and our paths will cross again. But the last couple of years, if you actually factor in NXT, or these last seven months from the Rumble till now to Battleground, we finally closed that book. Closed the chapter, really. It was really, really kind of special because for years and years having the showdown, taking it all over the independence, all over the world, and to finally make it to the big stage, which is WWE, and having that big match at Battleground was really, really meaningful because a lot of the big matches that we had on the independence that most people will never see. So as to have a match as a big one that we did at Battleground, which will live on forever in WWE or on the WWE Network or whatever, that's going to stand the test of time. The part of it is very rewarding, but is it the end? Probably not. And also, Kevin Sullivan does not think the WWE should bring Hulk Hogan back, believe it or not. I'll tell you what he said about that, however, in an interesting comment, however, here in just a second. In fact, however, he uh, discussed the idea in his MSL and Sullivan show at MLW Radio. Sullivan thinks it would be a bad idea, however, for Hogan to return right away. On why Hogan shouldn't be back, however, mind you, however, here's what he said. Here's the thing, and I don't give a shit what Hulk says. I know him. I knew him when he was a guitar player at the Rocket Lounge in Tampa. I know this guy. This wasn't a one-time-only incident using that word. He said to me a couple of times who I was hanging out with back in the day, if they do bring him back, I think somebody's going to bring it up and say that wasn't the only time he used it. But come on. On Hogan having the potential to hurt Linda McMahon's role in the Trump administration, Sullivan said, they're a publicly traded company, and Mrs. McMahon is now appointed by the president-elect to the Small Business Administration. This is a chance for her to move up in the Republican Party, and certainly they don't want to offend the black vote in this country. Because believe it or not, Trump got more than they thought he would. The percentage of black voters, I think it would hurt her and Vince being the great family man that he is. He isn't going to take a chance for another mistake with Hulk right now. There you go. Oh, okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Of course, uh, King W.O. Dwarf, T. Smith, and the Iceman, J.D. Jerry DiGiromo, is King Iceman, premier of WWS News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that has fit the print. <clears throat> and, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find that extra special way to make it fit. But Gerard always has the best way. He always comes up with the best way. Super glue and duct tape. Hey, you cannot get any better than that. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir, Gerard. And now I said human suppress machine John Brooks has not yet arrived. So I will be... I will take the rest on history and birthdays here for today, December 16th. And let's see what we have here on tap. Uh, 99 years ago here, guys, we'd put it at, uh, let's see. Mm, oh, boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a big one here. I am going to take a big shot at this. I am going to say 1917, I do believe. That's gonna be that's gonna be the best thing I'm gonna say. I was at 1917. Wrestling legend Frank Gotch died of uremic poisoning in his hometown of Humboldt, Iowa. He was only 39 years old. Born April 26, 1877, he was raised on a small farm by German parents. He took up wrestling in his teens, where he earned a reputation of beating locals and would often rely on his toehold to defeat opponents. Gotch began wrestling on, on April the 2nd, 1899, just three weeks before his 21st birthday. His first significant match came two months later against a man claiming to be a furniture dealer. After a hard-fought contest lasting over two hours, Gotch lost to the dealer, only he wasn't a dealer. 
the man he lost turned out to be American heavyweight champion Dan McLeod. Later in the year, he would lose to another former American champion, former Martin Burns. But Burns was so impressed he took Gotch under his wing. He would win matches in Iowa and in the Yukon area of Canada. When Gotch returned to the States, he challenged American champion Tom Jenkins, but lost. Gotch would defeat Jenkins in 1904. After a series of matches with uh, Jenkins and Fred Beal, he turned his focus to the World Heavyweight Championship and a man who would be most linked, he would be most linked with Estonian George Hackenschmidt, who would defeat Jenkins to claim undisputed world champion status in 1905 in New York. Rather than face Gotch, Hackenschmidt went home to England. It would be three years before the two finally met at Dexter Park Pavilion in Chicago. After two hours of superior condition, Gotch took down Hackenschmidt using questionable tactics, including leaning on George, thumbing and butting him, even oiling his body pre-match. Gotch wore him down and nearly put Hackenschmidt in his toehold. George escaped, but quit the fall and did not return for the second fall, thereby awarding the title to Frank. Though he was gracious in defeat at first, George held a grudge against, against Hackenschmidt and Americans in, in, in general. Over the next three years, Frank would dominate the freestyle heavyweight circuit, defeated other top heavyweights of the era, including Jenkins, Dr. Ben Roller, and Stanislaus Sabisco, Sabisco, who won nearly 1,000 matches before being defeated by Gotch in other 30 minutes. <clears throat> in June 1910, the first fall just took six seconds. His popularity made him in high demand, starring in a play and having an audience with President Theodore Roosevelt, even attending a baseball game with him and his wife. Gotch Hackenschmidt II would take place at the new Kaminsky Park in Chicago on September 4, 1911. There were conflicting stories about how the challenger Hackenschmidt was injured in the weeks prior to the bout. Eventually, Dr. Ben Roller and referee Ed Smith both cleared George to compete. Unlike their first meeting, Hackenschmidt fell prey to the toehold, losing in consecutive falls in 30 minutes. Frank would remain champion until his retirement following defeating another Estonian, George Lurick, on April 1, 1913, in Kansas City. His five-year run as world champion would be surpassed only by Vergania, Luthez, and Bruno San Martino, all of whom reigned as world champion for over seven years. Gotch, who was comparable to boxing champion John L. Sullivan in his dominance, was among the most popular athletes of all sports in his day. His world championship bouts would garner national and global attention. Post-retirement, Gotch joined the Sales Photo Circus, where he would pay anyone $250, that'd be over $5,400 today, to anyone that could last 15 minutes in a match with him without being pinned or made to submit. No one collected the money. Growing weary of the road life, Gotch retired to his home de- hometown of Humboldt, Iowa. After a year of health problems, Gotch would succumb to uremic poisoning on December 16, 1917. Okay, that was right. Though it was rumored at the time of his death that syphilis was the cause of his death. At the time of his death, he was survived by his wife Gladys and son Robert. 
Gotch would be prosthetically inducted into the Iowa Sports Hall of Fame in 1951, the inaugural Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996, the Professional Wing of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1999, and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2002. In 2016, Gotch was among the inaugural inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame's Legacy Wing. Now, I did not... I didn't hear anything about that this year. What's that? Huh. The WWE Hall of Fame had a legacy, has a legacy wing? I didn't hear about that either. I don't know. Apparently, Frank Gotch was among the inaugural inductees in this. Okay. Huh. His athletic ability to promote himself made Frank Gotch one of America's great sports heroes and was a major contributor to making wrestling mainstream. Okay. Well, that was a... That's a new one on me. Okay. Well, anyway, next one up here. I'm sure everyone remembers this. Um, remembers this pay per view. 26 years ago today, put it at 1990. NWA and WCW presented Starcade '90 Collision Course. I've got this on tape, the original tape, from the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. About 7,200 were in attendance, with 165,000 homes watching on pay per view. That's up from third. That's up thirty-five thousand homes. <coughs> excuse me, from the nineteen eighty-nine edition. One of the show's main hosts was the Pat O'Connor Memorial International Cup Tag Team Tournament. The wrestling legend died earlier in the year of cancer. The other was the payoff of one of wrestling's most infamous angles, the Black Scorpion. In a dark match, Bill Irwin defeated T.C. Carter. That match I did not know about. I didn't hear about that one. It wasn't on the tape at all. Uh, the Pat O'Connor International Tag Team Tournament, and, of course, matches were interspersed throughout the show. Uh, Team USA, who was, of course, the Steiner Brothers, defeated Team Africa, who was uh, Colonel DeClerc and Sergeant Kruger. Team Mexico, who was Conan and Rey Mysterio, not Junior, but the original, I think, Rey Mysterio, defeated Team... Uh, United Kingdom, who I think was known as Great Britain, there on, on the, in the pay-per-view, which is which made up of which was made up of Chris Adams and Norman Smiley. Team Japan, Mr. Saito and the Great Muda, defeated Team New Zealand, Jack Victory and Rip Morgan. I think that he called himself Jacko Victory, and Rip and, 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 during that I think. Yeah. Team USSR, Salman Hashmenikov. And Victor Sahiev defeated Team Canada, who was Danny Johnson and Troy Montour. And of course, eventually, uh, who the rest of the matches? Team USA defeated Team Mexico. Team Japan defeated Team uh, Soviet Union. And Team USA defeated Team Japan. Of course, Team USA won the entire tournament. Yes, non-tournament matches in the order that they occurred. Uh, let's see. Bobby Eaton defeated the Z-Man, and I think that was Tom Zink. Michael Wall Street defeated Terry Taylor. I think that was a timed match, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Michael Wall Street versus Terry Taylor. I think that was supposed to be a, a match to how long. It, um, how, it was like an eight minutes and something, something like that. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at the match. The, the skyscrapers who were Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious defeated Big Cat and the Motor City Madman in just 61 seconds. 
excuse me, Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich defeated the fabulous Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. I think at the time uh, Robert Gibson had his uh, knee operated on, so he uh, was at ringside on crutches. He was not wrestling during this. Lex Luger defeated Stan Hansen in a bull rope match to win the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. Doom, Butch Reed, and Ron Simmons uh, versus the Four Horsemen, who was originally was supposed to be Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, but Barry Windham took Ric Flair's place, ended in a double pin for the NWA World Tag Team Championship in a street fight. Sting defeated the Black Scorpion in a steel cage match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Dick the Bruiser was the special referee. Post-match, the Black Scorpion rumored at various points to be Ultimate Warrior Dave Angel of Death Sheldon or Al Perez was unmasked. It was Ric Flair. I remember him talking about that in that Horseman DVD. 16 years ago today, put it at 2000, Lucha Libre legend Blue Demon died of a heart attack on his way home from his morning training session. He was only 78 years old. Born Alejandro Munoz Marino on April 24, 1922 in Rincanada, Mexico, he was the fifth of 12 children to former parents. After dropping out of school at an early age, he moved to Monterey, where he worked on the National Railroad. His co-workers called him Malatos for his large, powerful hands. A chance meeting with Mexican wrestler Rolando Vera got him interested in Lucha Libre wrestling. Under the training of Vera, he began wrestling without a mask in March 1948. Later in the year, he returned to Mexico and adopted the persona of the Blue Demon. Demon would form a tag team with fellow luchador the Black Shadow and began Los Hermanos Shadow, who, of course, was the Shadow Brothers. The partnership lasted until 1952 when Black Shadow lost his mask to El Santo. Blue Demon, who was a Rudo, would become a Tanico and would feud with Santo for over a year, culminating in a series of matches in 1952 and 53. Blue Demon would have a five-year run as NWA World Welterweight Champion, defeating Santo for the title in 1953 and holding it until 1958. The Demon-Santo rivalry never truly died. They weren't friends in real life, but the two starred in nine Luchador films together. Demon starred in 25 films altogether from 1964 to 1977. Throughout the 1960s, he had a heated rivalry with El Rio de Galisto. The rivalry would span into the late 1980s, defeating him in a mask versus match mask mask versus mask match excuse me bleh, in nineteen eighty eight. At sixty seven Blue Demon retired in nineteen eighty nine, teaming with his adopted son Blue Demon Junior in his final match. That year a documentary Blue Demon the Champion was released. Blue Demon would die of natural causes while on a bench near a subway kiosk on his way home from his regular morning training session at the Blue Demon Instituto Atletico, where he would pass on his fighting teachings to others. Though there were attempts to get him to a hospital, he was unable to be revived. Blue Demon was buried with his trademark blue mask, a mask he would never remove publicly.
10 years ago today, and we put it at 2006, in Caguas, Caguas, I guess how you pronounce it, Puerto Rico, Carlito defeated John Heidenreich to win the World Wrestling Council Universal Championship. Moments later, he lost the title back to Heidenreich. Hmm. Okay. Nine years ago today, put it at 2007, WWE presented Armageddon from the Mellon Arena in your neck of the woods, J.D., Pittsburgh. About 12,500 people were in attendance with 237,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a pre-show dark match, Jesse and Festus defeated John Morrison and The Miz. Rey Mysterio defeated okay. MVP. Huh? I'm sorry, did anyone say something? No, it's me. Just, okay, keep going. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Rey Mysterio defeated MVP by countdown in a WWE US title match. Big Daddy V and Mark Henry defeated CM Punk and Kane. Shawn Michaels defeated Mr. Kennedy. Jeff Hardy defeated Triple H to earn a WWE title match at the 2008 Royal Rumble event. Finley defeated the great Khali. Chris Jericho defeated Randy Orton by DQ in a WWE championship match. Beth Phoenix defeated Mickey James to retain the WWE Women's Championship. And Edge defeated both Batista and The Undertaker in a triple threat match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Eight years ago today, put it at 2008, at a TNA Impact taping at Universal Orlando, Lethal Consequences, Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed, defeated Beer Money, James Storm, and Robert Roode to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. Huh. Yeah. Someone here would possibly be shocked if she heard that. <laughs> Seven years ago today, put it at 2009, TNA knockout Christy Hemme announces her retirement from in-ring competition, citing concerns of re-injuring her neck. Hmm. Okay. Hemme broke into the business in 2004 by winning the first Raw Diva Search competition. She posed for Playboy in 2005 and was released late that year. She signed it with TNA in 2006, where she had has remained ever since taking on many roles, including manager, ballet, ring announcer, and member of their creative team. After a decade with the company, Emmy left TNA in April of this year. Four years ago today, put it at 2012, Ring of Honor presented Final Battle Doomsday from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The show featured the final in-ring appearance of El Generico. Hmm. In a dark match, Grizzly Redwood defeated QT Marshall. Also, other matches here, Roderick Strong defeated Michael Elgin. Elgin? Yes. Kay Lethal defeated Rhino. R.D. Evans defeated Prince Nana. Wrestling's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, defeated Rhett Titus and B.J. Whitmer in a New York street fight. Excuse me. Mike Bennett defeated Jerry Lynn. The American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, defeated Reed Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. Matt Hardy defeated Adam Cole. 
The Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark, defeated Scum, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino, and also the team of Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander in a three-way tag team match to win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. And Kevin Steen, who I think we now know as Kevin Owens, defeated El Generico in, in Ladder War 4 to retain the ROH World Championship. Four years ago today, put it at 2012, WWE presented TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. 15,748 were in attendance with 170,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a dark match, JTG defeated David Otunga. Hmm. In a pre-show match, Naomi defeated Layla, Caitlin, Alicia Fox, Natalia, Tamina Snuka, Oksana, Rosa Mendez, and Cameron in a Santa's Helpers Battle Royal to earn a WWE Divas Championship match later in the show. Team Rhodes Scholars, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, defeated Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio in a tables match for the number one contendership for the WWE Tag Team's titles. Antonio Cesaro defeated R-Truth to retain the United States Championship. Kofi Kingston defeated Wade Barrett to retain the Intercontinental Championship. The Shield, Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns, defeated Team Hell No, who was Kane and Daniel Bryan, and Ryback in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Eve Torres defeated Naomi to retain the WWE Divas title. Big Show defeated Sheamus in a chairs match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Alberto Del Rio, the Brooklyn Brawler, and The Miz defeated 3MB, Drew McIntyre, Heath Slater, and Jinder Mahal. And Dolph Ziggler defeated John Cena in a World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank ladder match. <clears throat> Three years ago today, put it at 2013, Alan Jones, best known to wrestling fans as AJ Styles, leaves TNA after 11 years with the company. The multi-time NWA and TNA world champion and the company could not come to an agreement on a long-term deal. TNA have been in budget-cutting mode for some time in the wake of the company not getting nearly the return on investment it, 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 the return on investment it expected when they brought in Hulk Hogan back in late 2009. Styles issued a statement on his site declaring his free agency just hours after his contract expired. And here's what he had to say. Today, for the first time in 11 years, AJ Styles awakes to find himself without a professional wrestling contract. I can't help but think, how I how did I get here? What must I have, what, what must I, what must I have, what must I have done wrong? Did I not deliver in the ring, etc.? All of those are pertinent questions that any man or woman who finds himself or herself unemployed would ask. I have always prided myself in being the wrestler that stays away from the things in this business that could easily destroy myself, my family, my marriage, and even my career. A wrestler who goes above and beyond to give the fans what they paid to see. I move forward, not bitter, but better for the for the blessings and memories I have been as a part of the that I have been a part of since TNA's inception. 
When this contract renegotiation journey started several months ago, my wife and I began praying for God to close doors that need to be closed and to open doors that he wanted us to walk through. We asked him to prepare us for this journey and to help us have the faith to be obedient in what he uh, he would have us to do. I am assured by the, the name. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I am assured by the name Emmanuel in Matthew's one one twenty three that I will never be alone. Hebrews Hebrews thirteen five says he will never leave us or forsake us. There is a lot in this world I am unsure of, especially in this moment. But there is one thing that I am that I am certain: contracts may expire, but the promise of Emmanuel will never expire. As my family and I move forward with my wrestling career, we will turn to Jabez's prayer found in First Chronicles four four ten. Oh that you will be oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil. My family and I are both grateful for the platform that TNA has allowed me to experience. TNA has been a blessing to our family for many years. We have had many friendships and many more memories. While you may not be seeing AJ Styles in TNA, you can be sure that he'll be traveling around the world and delivering many more phenomenal matches. Visit AJStyles.org for a complete list of bookings. Sincerely, AJ Styles P1. It did not take Styles take long for Styles to find work. His engine announced that he had dates on the independent circuit already lined up for January and February. In March of 2014, Styles signed a deal to return to New Japan Pro Wrestling and would debut an invasion attack in April 2014, his first match with the company in six years. Styles defeated Okada to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. There you go. Two years ago today, put in 2014, WWE presented Super SmackDown Live from the Van Adele Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The show was a milestone one as it was the 800th episode of the series. Ooh, okay. And here are the matches that took place on this 800th episode. Roman Reigns defeated Fandango. Eric Rowan and the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defeated Luke Harper, The Miz, and Damian Mizdow. Ryback versus Seth Rollins fought to a no contest. Nikki Bella defeated Naomi to retain the WWE Divas Championship. Kane defeated Adam Rose in just 80 seconds. And Dolph Ziggler defeated Seth Rollins to retain the Intercontinental Championship. One year ago today, uh, put it at, of course, 2015, NXT presented TakeOver London from the SSC Arena in Wembley, England. This was the first TakeOver event presented outside of the United States. Pre-show, here are some pre-show matches taped for a future broadcast. Jason Jordan and, Kat and Chad Gable defeated the Vault Villains, Aiden English and Simon Gotch, the Hype Brothers, Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley, and Blake and Murphy. Also, Elias Sampson defeated Bull Dempsey, and Sami Zayn defeated Ty Dillinger. This was Zayn's first match since suffering a shoulder injury in his main roster debut in May. And here are the matches that aired during TakeOver itself. Asuka defeated Emma. 
Dash and Dawson defeated Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy to retain the NXT Tag Team Championship. Baron Corbin defeated Apollo Crews. Bailey defeated Nia Jax by submission to retain the NXT Women's Championship. And Finn Balor defeated Samoa Joe to retain the NXT Championship. And there's your history there, there folks, for uh, for, uh, t- for today. Some very interesting history here. Uh, I do also want to thank uh, Gerard and JD, of course, for bringing us the uh, <clears throat> uh, news and views here of the day. I will also mention that the human suplex machine, John Gross, didn't make it on during the chat box. John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, also part of the Raw Radio team as well. Uh, Gerard, if you please, sir, the PLUG. 1724-444-7444. The ID number is 138055. Press pound, press 1. You can talk to us or listen to us right now. Yes, sir. And, uh, Gerard, I think we've got something coming up on Sunday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes, we do. We have the pre-show for pay-per-view... Tune in at 5 o'clock, chat with us, hear our predictions, maybe some bets, so tune in. Thank you very much there, sir. Gerard, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to take a gander at the card. Uh, just an early thought, uh, your thoughts on on how you think the card will turn out. Oh, the card looks pretty good. We'll have to see how it pans out. Well, all right. J.D., your thoughts as well? Same. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see that. And like I said, as Gerard said, we'll look forward to hearing our thoughts on Sunday afternoon. In the meantime here, guys, uh, Gerard, as I mentioned, or mentioned to you before we went on the air, uh, uh, J.D. and John took part in a little wrestling trivia challenge. Uh, some some things that I found on here, um, uh, courtesy of a website called funtrivia.com. There were some quizzes and some trivia questions that just individuals wrote themselves, pretty much. Uh, and uh, this like just ten question, ten questions apiece. And uh, and like I said we chose a couple of different ones last night. We did a couple we did was of course we did we named uh, like a tag team from during the WCW and WWE from eighty five to ninety one, eighty five to two thousand one, excuse me. And also we did some trivia on the Four Horsemen, which was some, which was quite interesting. Uh, so I thought that uh, we we tried doing some. Uh, I thought I thought we tried doing some. Uh, um, doing something I didn't like, and if you wish, like I said, we'd like to have you come in and uh, and uh, give it a whirl here as well. If you'd like to chime in here with us. Okay. Okay. 
category here is this general wrestling trivia here, guys. Uh, JD, I assume you're in as well? Yep. Okay. John, are you in as well? Make sure that he's still here. Okay, he's good. Okay. And this is, like I said, for just wrestling for those who know wrestling. This is just, just 10 standard questions. We'll not try a couple of these categories now. We've got plenty of time to do this. Okay. Uh, here's the first question here. Uh, what do you call a wrestler who intentionally loses in order to build hype for his or her opponents? Is it A, a loser, B, a briber, C, a sucker, or D, a jobber? Gerard? A jobber. Okay. J.D.? Jobber. John? Okay. We will say, we will say here, we will say a jobber. Okay. Next question. What is the term for a wrestler who performs in a manner that generates positive fan reaction? Is it A, good man, B, babyface, C, people person, or D, nice guy? <laughs> Gerard, your pick. Babyface. JD. Babyface. John. He's, he says the same, and I'll say babyface, okay? Uh, <laughs> this one I think Gerard is going to know right off the bat without I me mean, having to give possibly any choices. But we'll just have to see here. We'll just, have, we'll just, we'll just, just play it by ear right here. What is the term used to describe a wrestler who usually cheats and badmouths fans in order to generate a negative response? Gerard, do you even need any choices for this one? <laughs> it's a fucking heel, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, JD. <laughs> heel. And John. There you go. Okay. All right. Number four, oftentimes a wrestler dresses in a manner that promotes a certain stereotype or wears a costume with a certain theme. What is this called? Is it A, a gimmick, B, makeup, C, fake out, or D, playwright? Gerard. Gimmick. JD. Gimmick. John. Okay. All right. Say gimmick. Okay. Next question, question number five. Pro wrestling promotions often set up fictional storylines between several superstars to generate interest in a certain matchup. Even when outside the ring, most wrestlers will adhere to his or her character, and sometimes there will be incidents that appear to be real that are staged by the promotion as part of a wrestler's story. What is the term used to describe this? Is it A, KFAB, B, action scene, 
C, life ploy, or D, fraudulation. Gerard. AFAB. JD. AFAB. John. Number six. Sometimes in pro wrestling, a wrestler will break character or do something unscripted. What is this called? Is it called a shoot, a bummer, a snafu, or a code breaker? Gerard. A shoot. JD. JD. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you hear the question? Yeah. What were the choices again? A shoot, a bummer, a snafu, or a code breaker? Shoot. Okay. And John? John says shoot, but he put it in parentheses. He, also, he, he said, also said pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Which of the following is one of the methods used by wrestlers to make themselves bleed during a match? Slashing, shaving, piercing, or blading? Gerard. Blading. 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 Lord, how much of both y'all are on the ball tonight. All right. Uh, John. Okay, the same. Blading. Okay. Number eight. When a wrestler uses a submission move, what is the wrestler trying to make his opponent do? Is it A, beg for mercy, C, cry for help, C, tap out, or D, faint? Gerard. Tap out. Yeah, JD, you're on the both y'all, and <laughs> all three of y'all are on the roll here tonight. Yes, sir. I like this. Number nine. What is the term used when a wrestler does not perform a particular move correctly? Botch, strike, foul, or error? Gerard. Botch. Botch. And yeah, there you go. There's botch. All right, and the very last question. Then we'll find out. We'll find out how we did. Which I think it's academic here, guys. When a promoter sees a wrestler gaining some kind of fan reaction, either positively or negatively, that wrestler will often have winning streaks or a couple emotional videos. What is this called? A throw, a fling, a spike, or a push? Gerard. Push. Push. And John. Okay. And you all said push. Okay. And let's see how we did. Like we, number one is correct. It was, in fact, a jobber. We don't need to explain, go through the explanations that we all know that. Number two, yes, babyface. Number three, Gerard was absolutely right. No, no need for the choices there. It was, in fact, the heel. Yes. And they gave two examples of heels, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and the Iron Sheet. Number four, yes, was a gimmick. Number five, yes, was KFAB. They actually, they said the most, one of the most notorious examples of a KFAB was the feud between Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman, where they staged a seemingly legitimate fight during an interview on the David Letterman show. I didn't know that was KFAB. Huh. My goodness. Okay. Number six, yes, it was a shoot. 
Number seven, yes, blading. Number eight, yes, tap out. Number nine, watch. And number ten, push. Hey. Hey, we we smoked this there, guys. These guys right here know their stuff. I had we have we have no doubts here. Okay. Uh let's see. How well do you know your wrestling managers, guys? You want to, Oh, I got it. I got it right here. Who have, WWE's Who Am I? How about that? Sound good? All right. All right, Gerard, you're up for that? Sure. Okay. Let's, and, John, I'm sure you are as well. Okay. And remember, this is Who Am I here. Okay, here we go. Okay, John says he wants to knock another one out, so you ready? Here we go. I said, who am I here, guys? First question. Tonight is the, ver- is the first ever WrestleMania. My match is next. I'm about to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. Who am I? Tito Santana, Ricky Steamboat, Roddy Piper, or the Junkyard Dog, Gerard? You're saying, you're saying Tito, uh, JD. I want to say Tito too. You're saying Tito, John. First WrestleMania got the challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. All three of y'all are saying Tito. Okay, we'll find out the answer here at the end of the, at the at the end of the questions. Okay, all right. All right, next next question. This is a true or false. It's the 1994 King of the Ring pay-per-view. I've just become the new King of the Ring. My name is Bret Hart, right? True or false? Gerard. You have to say true. You're saying true. J.D.? False. You're saying false. John? Okay. Okay, we're... Okay. We're going to flip a coin here, guys. Gerard, call it. Heads or tails? Tails. Okay, if it's tails, we'll go with true. If it's heads, it'll be false. 
Gerardus tells, we're going to go along with yours here, bud. We're going to say false. And true. You said true, right? Yeah. You said true. Okay. Okay. Gerard said true. Okay. Number three. It's the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, 1996 the year. Diesel just cost me a chance to become the heavyweight champion. Who am I? The Undertaker, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, or Jake the Snake Roberts? Gerard. Shawn Michaels. Okay. J.D. Bret Hart. Okay. Uh, John. John says The Undertaker. Okay. Hmm. This is going to be interesting here. All right, I'll do a round robin here. Let's see. Uh, Gerard, you said HBK. Is that correct? Yes? Yeah. Okay. JD, you said Bret Hart, and John said The Undertaker. Okay, guys, hang on. I have landed on Shawn Michaels. So we will say Shawn. We will say we will say that and see what the answer is at the end of the at the end of the questions. Okay, it's the first ever Judgment Day pay per view in 1998. I just started my first reign as the European champion. I am X-Pac, right? Is it true or false, Gerard? Uh, say true. True. Uh, JD? I'm going to say false. You're saying false. John? Okay, we are going to, J.D., uh, Gerard and John says true, we're going to say true. Okay, number five, the year is 2000, and it's the WWF's King of the Ring pay-per-view. I am the new heavyweight champion. Who am I? The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, or Triple H? Gerard. Triple H. Triple H. JD. Triple H. Triple H. Okay, John. John says The Rock, but we'll go along with Gerard and JD and say Triple H. Okay? Number six. It's the it's WWF's Invasion pay-per-view, and my match is about to begin. I'm about to show what everyone I'm about to show everyone what hardcore stands for when I become the new hardcore champion. You know why? Because I'm Jeff Hardy, right? Is it true or false? Gerard. False. False. J D. False. Okay, John.
God says false, so we will go along with false, okay? Um, before we finish this up here, uh, Gerard, if you can bring in the plug here, bud, and you and JD, JD can just talk amongst yourselves. I have to step away for a couple minutes. I will be right back. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one. You can chat to us or talk to us right now. How was your birthday yesterday, J.D.? Not too bad. I can't complain. It's the lay-low night. It was cold as hell, though. So I'm just stuck around not doing much. I, after the show, I crashed out and just went to sleep. That's what I'm going to do after I get off the air tonight. I just might put a movie on and fall asleep. Nothing all exciting going on tonight anyway. Colder than hell tonight. It's supposed to warm up a little bit the next couple of days and then it's not going to be cold again so that's a good thing. Gentlemen, I have returned. All right. Thank you very much there, uh, Gerard, for taking care of that for me. <coughs> okay. Uh, all right, next we'll see. We got, went to number, we to number seven, yes. Tonight is the WrestleMania 19 pay-per-view, and I will soon make my debut in WWE. They aired a video tonight promoting my appearance at the next pay-per-view, Backlash. Who am I? Am I Kevin Nash? Sting, Scott Steiner, or Goldberg? Gerard. Goldberg? And that's a, that, that is your answer? Yeah. Okay. J.D. Goldberg. John? John also says Goldberg. Okay. All right. It's the July 24th, 2004 edition of WWE SmackDown. Vince McMahon just fired me as a general manager of the show. He can't fire me. I'm Paul Heyman, aren't I? Is it true or false? Gerard. 
I'd say true. Okay, JD. True. John. All right, John also says, John also says true, so we will say that. All right, question number nine. It's September 19th, 2005 edition of WWE Raw. Vince McMahon ruined my plans to strip John Cena of the World Heavyweight Championship and announced that I would face Cena next week with a title on the line. That's not fair. I'm Eric Bischoff, right? True or false? Gerard. Let's say false. False. JD. True. You're saying true. Uh, and John is also saying, also saying the same thing. Okay. And the and the last question. It's the it's the ECW brand's first ever December to dismember pay per view. Rob Van Dam just eliminated me from the Extreme Elimination Chamber match. Who am I? CM Punk, Test, Hardcore Holly, or Sabu? Gerard. Oh, I think we lost Gerard. Uh, yeah, he had to step out. Did he, did he say anything? No, not to me. And he's not on. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, well, anyway, uh, J.D. and John, I'll let you go ahead and answer this, and then we'll go through the answers. Uh, I'll ask a question, question. Uh, or did you you already get the question? I got the question. I'm going to say CM Punk. You're going to say CM Punk. Okay, John. I hope something didn't happen. I mean, I hope uh, hope everything's okay. Yeah. And John's also saying CM Punk, so we'll say that. Uh, Apparently, we lost communication with Key and W.O. Gerard T. Smith. Hopefully we'll get him back on here before the before the end of the show. Uh, okay, we'll run down. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go ahead and run down the answers here to these questions. For, like I said, who am I? 
First question. First half of WrestleMania, Matt about to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. Everyone answered Tito Santana. Everybody was incorrect. The correct answer was Junkyard Dog. Oh, man. Junkyard Dog was set to face Intercontinental Champion at the time, Greg Valentine, at the first WrestleMania with the title on the line. It seemed that Valentine had won the match when he rolled up Junkyard Dog for the victory, despite holding on to the ropes. However, Tito Santana stormed the ring and informed the referee of Valentine's actions, leading to the ref deciding to restart the match. Valentine was less than happy. And he got counted out. Uh, about this re- reversal of decision and simply walked out of the match. Although Junkyard Dog won the match by count out, he did not win the Intercontinental title. This WWE will state that a championship cannot change hands via DQ or count out. Believe it or not, only 26 people got that correct. So. I should have known that one. Darn it. it I thought you were talking about the, when you said opening match, I thought that's what I was thinking. You said Tito Santana. That's uh, well, I, said, I said challenge for the Intercontinental title match. It was the first WrestleMania. I should have known that. First WrestleMania. That's probably what you got. That's probably what you heard. It was just got confused there. Okay, next one. 94 King of the Ring pay-per-view. This became the new King of the Ring. Argue Bret Hart. We answered true. The correct answer was false. It was Owen Hart that won the 94 King of the Ring tournament. I know you did, but I'm just reading. I'm just reading it. Hold on one second here. Let me double check something here. Owen Hart won the 94 King tournament, defeating Razor Ramon in the final. It was after this win that Owen began to refer to himself as the King of Hearts. Bret Hart had previously won the King of Ring tournament in both 91 and 93. Okay. All right. Royal Rumble pay-per-view, 96. Uh, Diesel cost, cost me a chance to become the heavyweight champion. Who am I? Uh, I think pretty much everyone said... Everyone said Shawn Michaels. I said Bret Hart. The correct answer was The Undertaker. Diesel was not in a good mood after losing the WWE Heavyweight title a few months earlier. Diesel had been enjoying a championship reign, which had lasted over a year. While Diesel was scheduled to be a part of the Royal Rumble match, Undertaker was scheduled to challenge Bret Hart for the WWE Heavyweight title. Shawn Michaels won that Royal Rumble match, lastly eliminating Diesel by delivering sweet chin music, which sent Diesel over the top rope. Later in the main event of the evening, Undertaker had nailed Bret Hart with his tombstone pile driver finishing move, but before the pin could be made, Diesel appeared and pulled the referee out of the ring. This led to a DQ win for Undertaker that meant that Bret Hart retained the WWE heavyweight title. So I think so. that's what probably led up to the... Uh, Match at WrestleMania 12 between Diesel and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All right, next question. Judgment Day 98. First reign as European champion, are you X Pac? The answer true. The answer was false. 
Indeed, X-Pac did win the European Championship at Judgment Day 98 when he pinned D-Lo Brown to become the new champion. However, this was not X-Pac's first European Championship reign. X-Pac's first European Championship reign began on September 21st, 1998, when he beat the same man who he beat for his second title reign, D-Lo Brown. So, there you go. Next question. The year 2000, King of the Ring pay-per-view, the new WWE Heavyweight Champion, who am I? I think everyone pretty much answered Triple H. I say, wait a minute. No, it's on into the Rock, remember? Yes. Uh, the correct answer was actually, John was right. It was The Rock. Nice. At Judgment Day 2000, Triple H defeated The Rock in a 60-minute Ironman match to retain the WWE Heavyweight title with some help from the McMahon-Helmsley faction, as well as inadvertent help from the returning Undertaker. However, Triple H's title win would not be an enjoyable one, and immediately three challengers emerged Triple H's title, The Rock, The Undertaker, and Kane. After a few weeks of confusion as to as to the true number one contender was, since all three men had, had one number one Number one contender matches. WWE CEO Linda McMahon announced a six-man tag team main event for the King of the Rain pay-per-view. The match would pit Kane, Undertaker, and The Rock against Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon, and the heavyweight champion Triple H. The match pre-rules dictated that Triple H didn't need to be pinned to lose the title. In the end, The Rock pinned Vince McMahon to become the new WWE champion for a fifth time. But there you go. Uh, next one here, number six. That one was correct. It was, in fact, false. Uh, of course, the Invasion pay-per-view, Jeff Hardy was the hardcore champion headed into Invasion, but he did not walk out with the title. A member of the WCW Alliance, RVD, defeated Jeff Hardy with his five-star Fox Flash to win the hardcore title. Before I go any further here, double-checking that, I have to step away here just one more time. Uh, yeah, JD, if you wouldn't mind, sir, uh, throwing out, throwing out the plug and a couple of other extra things, I will be right back. One seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five, and you can join us right now. We will be here for the next half hour talking wrestling. Hour, of course, here on this rare Friday night, December sixteenth, twenty sixteen, twelve sixteen sixteen, if you will. Now, don't forget this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, five o'clock, as we said earlier. Join us for a very special edition of Revolution 138055-pound, of course, for the that roadblock, the end-of-the-line pay-per-view prediction show. How, of course, uh, some of us have already got our predictions in. Of course, a few bets might be made, of course, this Monday on Raw Radio. Join John, myself, Gerard, and the rest of the gang. We will be going after, talking about the aftermath of uh, roadblock, if you will. And also, we will be talking about the not-so-great moments of the year. And who knows, we may have a few surprises for you Christmas people there in more ways than one. Now, tomorrow, of course, don't forget, join the Power Hour beginning at 1 p.m. The caller ID is 141364-POUND, and that'll be getting underway just after 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Um, one other side note, of course, we will we did mention, one of the things we will talk about on the Power Hour is the week in review, including uh, some of the news items going from this past week. Um... Of course, uh, next Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, we will be back in the saddle again on Revolution, 138055-pound, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about the aftermath of Roadblock 
and also Monday Night Raw as well. Uh, JD, thank you very much, sir. Uh, I had to play there for a I'm back now. All right. Uh, but I do appreciate the quick plug there. Thank you very much. We are on lucky number seven now. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That's what we have here. Yes, number seven, of course, was correct. It wasn't Pat Goldberg was going to make his return, the debut. Goldberg debuted in WWE the following night on Raw, attacking The Rock, leading to a match between the two men at the Backlash pay-per-view. Scott Steiner had debuted earlier at the 2002 WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view, and Kevin Nash returned to WWE later in December 2003. Both men defeated with Triple H, but neither managed to defeat Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. Sting is the one of the few people who have never wrestled for WWE. Sting is one of the few people that have never wrestled for WWE. Of course, that changed here just not too long ago. <coughs> okay. July 24, 2004 edition of SmackDown. This man just fired me as general manager of the show. You can't fire me. Am I Paul Heyman? And we all said true. Correct answer was false. Oh. Believe it or not, it was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, okay. Who got fired on this night. He was fired by the chairman of Vince McMahon. Paul Heyman lost his job earlier in the year when he was drafted to Raw by the general manager of Raw, Eric Bischoff, in a draft lottery. Okay. On the same night that Angle was fired as a SmackDown general manager, he was rehired as a member of the active roster and was booked to face Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam 04. The following week on SmackDown, Vincent Mann announced Theodore Long as the new general manager. So it was Kurt Angle. Okay. I remember that was when I thought Triple H, I mean, uh, Kurt Angle was uh, crippled. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, September 19th, next question, September 19th, 2005 edition of Raw, Vincent Mann Ruined my plans to strip John Cena of the World Heavyweight title. And now that I would face Cena next week for the title on the line. Am I Eric Bischoff? We all said, we said true. The correct answer was false. All the information except one part is true. Eric Bischoff did try and strip John Cena of his championship that night, but it wasn't the World Heavyweight Championship, also known as the Big Gold Belt. It was the WWE Championship. Okay. At Unforgiven 2005, Kurt Angle defeated John Cena via DQ in a WWE Heavyweight title match. The following night on Raw, General Manager Eric Bischoff came out with the old WWE Heavyweight Championship belt, used from 02 to 05, and announced that since John Cena showed disregard to authority by attacking him at the pay-per-view, which was the reason for his DQ, he was going to strip him of the WWE Heavyweight title and award the title to Kurt Angle. However, before Bischoff could act, Chairman Vincent Mann appeared and declared that since the result of the match was a DQ, the title could not change hands, and he was still the champion. He didn't book the match between John Cena and Eric Bischoff with the heavyweight title on the line on the following week's Raw. But there you go. That was homecoming, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Cena and Bischoff wrestling, yeah. I remember when all the legends came out there, too, and they were taking care of Rob Conway. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me. 
I like that theme music. That was cool. And number ten, that was that one was correct as well. It was in fact CM Punk, who was RVD had eliminated from the Extreme Elimination Chamber. The six competitors scheduled for the match were Bobby Lashley, RVD, CM Punk, Test, Sabu, and the ECW World Champion, The Big Show, with the World Heavyweight Championship up for grabs. Before the match, Sabu was knocked out backstage and replaced by Paul Heyman's authority, Paul Heyman's hand-picked man, Hardcore Holly. Paul Heyman at the time was the authority of ECW. CM Punk was the first man to be eliminated from the match. Eventually, it came down to Lashley and Big Show, with Lashley pinning the Giant to become the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion. So out of ten questions here, only three of them were answered correctly. Hmm. So, uh, but not but not bad. We learn something new here every day. This is just general trivia, anyway. Yes. So, uh, let's tr- let's let's try. Uh, let's let, let's try wrestling managers. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, there, JD. And why he does that, like I said, just one more time, we'll mention this, that, of course, we will be having our special edition of Revolution Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock uh, to, of course, a pre-show for WWE Roadblock 2016. We'll, of course, be naming all of our predictions here for all the matches here that will take place. And, of course, we possibly might have a few bets here and there uh, my, my pop up here. Uh, of course, we have predictions already from uh, JD, John, and also the last kicker, Henry Rickenbox, via last night on Wolfpack. That um, we'll definitely read off here on Sunday as well. And hopefully, we'll get some from, of course, King and WO. And uh, who knows who else might will, will pop up here on the show. Uh, well, but definitely, it'll be a great. It'll, it'll definitely be a great show, nonetheless. So be sure to join us this. Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock for a special edition of Revolution. Call ID 138055-POUND as we we predict and talk about, of course, the WWE Roadblock 2016. Okay, and while we wait here, uh, like I said, the next set of questions that we have will be on Wrestling managers of the past. Uh, ten questions here, all about different wrestling managers. J.D., have you returned? And he has not yet returned yet. So, uh, Also, be sure, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, check out all, all of our pages here in the WWS stable of groups. 
as we, of course, first uh, <clears throat> uh, continue to talk everything, everything wrestling here under the sun. And now joining us here on the chat box here is uh, going and found in the chat box is of course uh, uh, another 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. Of course, who came on Skype here last night on Wolfpack. She is the last kicker herself, uh, Miss Anne Marie Rickenbach. And welcome to 263 of Revolution. <clears throat> you have myself, you have JT, you have uh, John right now. Uh, Uh, I, I can tell by I can tell by the sound right there. That means that JD has returned as well. Okay, now I lost JD. Okay, JD must have had some uh, must have had some uh, technical difficulties there as well. So hopefully we'll. We'll get him back on here as soon as we possibly can. Uh, like I said, we were still trying to wait word on King and W. Gerard T. Smith to see if he'll make it back on here as well. I'll we'll wait for our gentleman to get back on. It's going to take care of this one more time. 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> this is, of course, episode 263 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution, of course, for Friday, December 16th, 2016. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Uh, do see that the Iceman, J.D., Jeremy Geromo, has made it back on. Uh, I think he had some technical difficulty there, but I think yeah, he was Yeah, a little technical difficulty. But, uh, we'll, but uh, we hope to also try to get King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith back on here as well. Uh, also join us in the chat box. This is human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, like we said, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, also a big part of Raw Radio. And also, of course, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, of course, another 2016 Hall of Famer as well. <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, J.D. and John and Ann, I have, uh, like I said, I have the trivia questions all lined up, ready to go here on wrestling managers. All right. Uh, so, 10 questions all about that, and uh, we'll go ahead and dive on into that and see what we have going on here. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we go ahead. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> let's see how we, we we take care of this. All right. First question: How was Sunshine related to Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin? Was she his girlfriend, wife, cousin, or sister? JD. Cousin. Cousin. Okay, John. You're saying cousin, okay? And we'll go ahead and say that, okay? Number two, where was Mr. Fuji born? Hawaii, Samoa, Japan, or China? JD. Japan. He was born in Japan. John. John says he's going to go along with JD, and they're both going to say Japan. Okay, number three. I think we. I think this one's going to be academic. 
What former manager coined the phrase pencil neck geek? Or do I even need to give any choices on this? Nope. Blassie Freddie Blassie, the fashion plate. Okay. And John? Okay. Those are saying classy, pretty blessed. Number four, who led Buddy Landell to, to a national heavyweight title victory over Terry Taylor? Was it James J. Dillon, Gary Hart, Paul Ellering, or Paul Jones? J.D.? J.J. Dillon. Okay. John? question is, John, who led Buddy Landell to national heavyweight title victory, to a national heavyweight title victory over Terry Taylor? Was it J.J. Dillon, Gary Hart, Paul Ellery, or Paul Jones? J.D.'s already said J.J. Dillon. Don is also going to agree with me. He's also going to say J.J. Number Question number five. We are halfway there. What team did Sherry Martell guide to the AWA World Tag Team Championship? Was it A, Jim Brunzel and Greg Tanya, B, Harlem Heat, B, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, or D, Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler? AWA Tag Team Title. You're saying Buddy Rose and... Doug Summers? Yep. Uh, J.D., is that right, you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, John? Okay, you're saying the same. Okay, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, okay? All right. Tammy Lynn Sitch has been a very successful diva. She led Zip, along with his partner Skip, to the WWF World Tag Team titles. What is Skip's real name? Was it Mike Polpacek, Tom Pritchard, Chris Candido, or Monty Sop? J.D.? Skip, you said, or Zip? Skip. Chris Candido. Okay, John. John also says that Candido. All right. Number seven, what manager defeated his own team to win the WWF Tag Team titles? Was it Dallas Page, Mr. Fuji, Paul Ellering, or Rico? uh, J.D.? Rico. Okay, uh, John. And while we wait for John's answer, let me uh, got uh, there he is. And Jay Gerard, let me ask you this question: It's about wrestling managers. Okay, what manager defeated his own team to win the WWF Tag Team Championship? 
Was it Dallas Page, Mr. Fuji, Paul Ellery, or Rico? Mr. Fuji. You're saying Mr. Fuji. J.D., you said Rico. Right. John said, uh, John J.D. said Rico, and Gerard says Mr. Fuji. You might as well get him on the others, too. Okay. Okay. John is saying Fuji as well. Before I finish off, Gerard, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read off some of these. I'm going to get your, I want to get your, uh, your, your thoughts about, about these others, okay? Don't mind there, bud. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Number one, these are about wrestling managers. Number one, how was Sunshine related to gorgeous Jimmy Garvin? Was, it, was she his girlfriend, wife, cousin, or sister? Say girlfriend. Girlfriend, okay. Number two, where was Mr. Fuji born? Hawaii, Samoa, Japan, or China? Say Japan. Japan, okay. Number three, I mean, I don't even need to give any choices here, but let me ask you the question. What former manager coined the phrase pencil neck geek? Freddie Blassie. Okay. All right. Number four. Who led Buddy Landell to a national heavyweight title victory over Terry Taylor? Was it J.J. Dillon, Gary Hart, Paul Ellering, or Paul Jones? Teddy Hart. Think Gary Hart? Yeah, sure. Gary Hart, sorry. Gary Hart. Okay, that's all right. There's no problem. No problem. No problem. Number five. What team did Sherry Martell guide to the AWA World Tag Team titles? Was it the team of Jim Brunzel and Greg Gagne? Was it Harlem Heat? Was it the team of Buddy Rose and Doug Summers? Or was it the team of Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler? Say the last one. You're saying Dundee and Lawler. Okay. All right. And let's see here. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Tammy Lynn Sitch has been a very successful diva. She led Zip along with his partner Skip to the WWF World Tag Team title. What is Skip's real name? Do you need choices? Yeah. Okay. Was Skip's real name Mike Popchick, Tom Pritchard, Chris Candido, or Monty Sop? What was the other guy's name? There was Skip and Zip, right? Yeah. Right. Yes, that's okay, right. Okay, Skip was Candido then. Candido. Okay. All right. And you got that one right there. So we'll go on to I'll go on to the next question. Okay. Question number eight. <clears throat> All right. 
Miss Elizabeth was the wife and valet to the Macho Man Randy Savage. What other wrestler did she become romantically involved with while managing him? Was it Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Ric Flair, or Lex Luger? Gerard. Lex Luger. Okay. J.D. Lex. And John. He was obviously the last one, right? It would have been the last one, possibly, right? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Great question number nine. What wrestling organization did Diamond Dallas Page begin his management career with? Was it the NWA, AWA, WWF, or WCCW? Gerard. Um... The last one, I think. You're saying WCCW. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, JD. AWA. You're saying AWA. And John. John also says WCCW. We will go along with that. Good. And the final question, guys. Ernie Roth managed under two different names. One was Abdullah Farouk. So what name is he better known as? Or do I even need to give any choices? Or do would you... Or... Yeah, give me some choices. Okay. Was he better known as Master Blaster, the captain of all things wrestling, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, or the Grand Master of Wrestling? The Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Okay. J.D.? The Grand Wizard. And John? John also says the Grand Wizard. Okay. You might want to give Gerard information on that last uh, trivia question thing we did, too. Oh, oh, by the way, Gerard, the last one. Uh, John's getting ready to leave here for the evening. Uh, uh, Okay, John, you have a good night. And uh, and he hopes everybody has a good weekend, by the way. He wanted to let everyone know that. Okay. Uh, John, have a good night. Everybody have a good weekend, too. Okay. Uh, Gerard, believe it or not, the last set of questions we did, we only got three out of the ten right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I just thought I'd throw that out, out there to you. There were some tough oh, ones. There were some tough ones there, yes. Okay, here we go here, guys. Okay, first question, um, uh, Sunshine related to gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Gerard, you said girlfriend. Uh um, and John said cousin. Um, the answer was cousin. Sunshine was Jimmy's first valet. The team worked together in WCCW, appearing with the Von Erich family. Jimmy's main nemesis were David Von Erich. David had on one occasion spanked Sunshine 
in the middle of the ring because of her constant interference in matches. Jimmy also lost a bout to David in which Sunshine and Jimmy had to be David's servants for a day. Jimmy replaced Sunshine with his wife, Precious. It was noted that Sunshine was replaced because she was causing trouble in her cousin's marriage to Precious. Oh, my goodness. I've seen the video for that. It's pretty funny, though. you got to go back and watch that. It's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, the second question, Mr. Fuji. Now, this is, this is going to blow everybody's mind right here. We all said, and even I thought this, Mr. Fuji was born, and we all said Japan. Is that right? Everybody right. said that? Right? Right. The correct answer, believe it or not, was Hawaii. Hawaii. Shoot. Mr. Fuji was born in Hawaii in 1935. He is a Japanese-American by birth. Ah. That's what kind of threw us off. Okay. And, of course, and of course, everybody knows his career. I don't need to go read, read around that again. Everybody knows that answer. Okay. Yep. All right, number three, we all knew that. The answer was, of course, Freddie Blassie. Uh, okay. Number four, uh, uh, Buddy Landale was, of course, in fact, James J. Dillon, who, of course, won the managed four horsemen. Number five, Cherry Martell and, uh, guided Buddy Rose and Doug Summers to the AWA World Tag Team titles. Number six, of course, that this one I knew. This one, we all knew this one. Cammy Lynn Sitch, of course. Uh, Skip's real name is, of course, sadly we lost him, but of course he was this Candido. And Doctor Tom Pritchard is Zip. He was a great wrestler. Yes, he was. I hate, yeah, He's a member of the I Triple hate. Threat, though. That's right. With Shane and Bam Bam and all those guys, I remember, because he was supposed to fight at uh, Fairly Legal 97, and said Rob Van Dam, who wasn't on the card, uh, took his place, if you remember, because he fractured his arm a few weeks, uh, I think a month or two months beforehand. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, One manager defeated his own team to win the tag titles. He said Fuji, and actually it was Rico. Which I said. Rico was forced to team with Rikishi to defeat his team with Billy and Chuck. He would betray Rikishi later and help Billy and Chuck win the titles back. Rico was supposed to be a Rico was supposed to be a homo. Do you think he actually acted that way? He had the sideburns, though. I mean, he was a little he was a little out there at times. Yeah, he was. He was. He was he portrayed a hairdresser by profession. Rico was instrumental in the wedding plans between Chuck and Billy. The wedding gimmick had to be one of the funniest ever out there. Rico and Charlie Haas would hold the tag team titles after they defeated Scotty Duhati and Rikishi. They lost the title two months later to the Dudleys. Okay. Yeah. And of course now what was he doing? He's was last time he was a police officer in Vegas. That's very yeah. true. That is very true, yes. Yeah. Of course, number eight, we got that. It was that Lex Luger uh, did become romantically involved with Miss Elizabeth. Uh, of course, at the time she died in 03. And he was, of course, uh, um, he was, of course, um, charged with that, wasn't he? Yes. But he never was brought to trial, I don't think. Because I think he suffered some health issues during around yeah, that time. Yeah, he had a stroke and all that such, yes. 
Number nine, what organization did DDP begin his begin his career with? It was the AWA. Yes, for Bad Company. For the first time. Uh, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but we all know his career there for WCW. Um, and of course, number ten. Of course, Ernie Roth was known, better known as the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Who matched a lot of guys, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, uh, among others. However, they said I think one time I think during the boot camp match between him and Pat Patterson, yes. that the Grand Wizard I think was the one that was trying to throw the towel in. Yeah, it was because he also made Superstar Billy Graham too. Yeah. Uh, guys, y'all, we, this is Friday night. We can go one more round if I want to. Gerard, you up to it, bud? I'm going to take off, guys. I will talk to you later. So uh, I will catch up with you guys on the flip side. I might call in on Sunday. You never know. I'm going to be calling. Directly well, okay. okay. As much okay. as I want to say, I'm just a little tired right now, guys. So I'll catch up with you guys. Okay, we'll talk at you here tomorrow. Uh, there, uh, JD, thank you very much. All right, see you guys. All right, there you go. Okay. Uh, well, I guess, uh, Gerard, on that note here, uh, not a whole lot. Everybody else is pretty much left here. I think we pretty much, uh, let's say we go ahead and wrap her up. Uh, uh, we thank everyone for popping in here for number 263 of Revolution. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, WWS Power Hour will be preempted uh, by about... Uh, because um, I will be, I will be, of course, uh, out and about tomorrow. Um, Gerard, I'm going to move Power Hour to possibly about maybe three or four o'clock. So, All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll do, and, and like I said, we'll we'll handle it then. So I should be home by that time, so we can take it, we can take care of it. So, uh, on that note, folks, thanks for joining us for 263 Revolution. Uh, Gerard, my man. Let's go home and get some rest. All right. This has been WCW US Revolution. Players in the game were as the following. Chad the Boss and Chad. JD the Iceman. John the Human Suplex Machine. Last but not least, King NWO GTS. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. Stay in the ring. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.